You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back in the Tapped Out on the BetQL Network. Sports Machine, Sean Levine, Brendan Tobin, and let's welcome on the voice of the PFL. Once again, friend of the show, he is Sean O'Connell. No reason, Sean, to bury the lead. Francis Ngannou, now part of the PFL. Holy crap. When I say it out loud, I still can't, can't really believe that it's true. Did you, I assume, have some sort of inkling maybe that this was going to go down, or was this a surprise to you also? Uh, I mean, probably less of a surprise to me than to some people, but um, it was one of those things that you heard that it was going to happen and then that it was getting close, and you know, you're just holding your breath and hoping that you actually get someone to sign on the dotted line because we know how these contract negotiation things go, especially in in the sport of mixed martial arts. And and in Francis's case, not just mixed martial arts, right? He's going to explore some boxing opportunities too. So uh, you always wonder what obstacles could be in the way, but thankfully the big bosses at the PFL know exactly what they're doing, got the deal done. And now we've got, you know, the, uh, the baddest heavyweight on the planet on our roster. Uh, you've got some chances to talk with them, conversations, interviews, uh, for like just what's been, I guess, your early impressions of Francis. I don't know how much you knew him beforehand, but I guess kind of getting to know the man a little bit. What, uh, what has stood out to you about Francis Ngannou? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's not like I know the guy on like a friendship level. I, I actually fought on the same card with him a very long time ago. Uh, that was the first time I met him and uh, been around him a couple times at PFL events and, and uh, interviewed him a couple times also. And, you know, the thing that strikes me about Francis, especially in this process, is that, I mean, he was very earnest in in what he wanted to get done here. This was not something that he was just flying by the seat of his pants and was hoping that he would get a big fat payday and nothing else. He very clearly, uh, even before he left the UFC, started to develop a strategy about what he wanted his legacy in mixed martial arts to be and what he wanted um, you know, this, I don't know if it's the final contract of his career, but, you know, one of the last big paydays of his career, one of the last, um, you know, really impactful signings of his career, what it was going to look like. And he got a lot done. I mean, he would have to be the one to tell you that he got every single thing that he wanted, but he was able to um, to do a lot of things that everyone in the industry said, that's not going to happen. That's impossible. So I'm I'm incredibly impressed by that because especially when you think of, where he started, where he came from, and to think now that he's, you know, not only such an accomplished fighter, but such an accomplished businessman, such an accomplished representative of the fight community. It's really amazing. I've kind of thought that this was the best way for other organizations to close the gap on the UFC. Not my words, or not your words, my words, that you got to go out there and get a big time name. You can get a big time guy, no pun intended, but get him in his prime. Right. Mm -hmm. Not like when his past is prime and no offense to some of these other organizations because they've done a great job with that. But 
What do you think this does as far as elevating the brand now that, like you said, the baddest man in the plant on the planet fights for your company? Well, obviously, the hope is that it it legitimizes uh, our heavyweight division and and hopefully even the rest of the league in a way that if you've been watching and you've been paying attention, you know that the top flight talent in the PFL can hang with the top flight talent in any organization in the world, including the UFC. But hopefully this helps add depth and makes it a more appealing destination for for everybody, for veterans, for people that are in like right in the prime of their career, maybe hitting free agency like you're talking about for rising prospects, you know, for the guy uh, for a long time. It's, you know, you're six and oh, seven and oh, 10 and oh. And what's your goal? I want to make it to the UFC someday. That's great. I understand it. It's admirable. I was in that position as a younger fighter, right? Now, hopefully, it's I want to make it to the UFC or the PFL. I want to make it to where I can make that kind of money. We are prize fighters. We're not UFC fighters. We're mixed martial artists. We don't do UFC, okay? We are prize fighters, and PFL is offering the biggest opportunities and the biggest prize, including to Francis's next opponent, which if you're a, if you're a heavyweight right now in the world, and you're coming up on free agency, or you have an impressive record that makes you an appealing prospect, Who? Do, where else do you want to go? You sign with Bellator, you sign with the UFC, you sign with one championship. How long does it take before you make a $2 million payday? Five years? Ten years? You can fight Francis Ngannou in your first or second year in the PFL, and he has guaranteed for you that you get at least $2 million. Mm. That's wild. Yeah, you had mentioned on on uh, Twitter, Sean. Like, I hope people grasp the significance of that. Was that what you were alluding to—the idea that he was not only advocating for himself but for his opponents? Not just that, right? But that he he negotiated hard and he he spoke with all of the interested parties, and he found a partner in the PFL that was willing to view him as a business partner, was willing to view him as a chairman of PFL Africa, was willing to view him as uh, a member of the fighter advisory board and not just shut up and punch. You know what I mean? Like that's the significant thing here because how many people in this sport have been treated that way or been given that opportunity by any organization? It just, it just isn't something that happens. You know, you're a commodity as a fighter until you demand that someone treat you as something else. And he's done an incredible job and the PFL has done an incredible job of meeting him halfway and and now you've got a guy who won the UFC championship, was the consensus best heavyweight, and hit free agency with everyone saying, like, oh, this is a mistake, Francis. This is a mistake. And he checked all the boxes of the things that he wanted in this contract. That's why it's significant. Sean O'Connell, the voice of the PFL, joining us on Tapped Out, BetQL Network. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine. Sean, do you think that this is lightning in a bottle, this whole Francis situation, or do you think this is maybe the start of a business model for the PFL? Well, that kind of that's up to everyone else, right? I mean, Francis did his part. So now is somebody else is the next big thing, right? Like, I, I have high hopes for someone like Brendan Lochnane. I think Brendan Lochnane is one of the best 145-pound fighters in the world. I think Rob Wilkinson is one of the best 205-pound fighters in the world. And are these guys going to elevate themselves to that level as representatives, as businessmen, as everything else? Or are they going to stay in the fighting lane? There's nothing wrong 
with focusing purely on being a fighter when you're at that juncture in your career, when you're chasing championships, right? Francis reached the mountaintop, looked around and said, I want something else. I want more. I'm at the top of the mountain. I want to hit the moon. You know, it's a hard place to be if you're not already a champion. And so the, um, the possibilities or the, the, the options for guys who are not yet there are a lot more limited, but people who've already taken down a PFL belt or already taken home a Bellator belt or, or a UFC belt or a one championship belt, like those types of individuals, hopefully will be able to start positioning themselves in ways that Francis did. And it's not going to become a common thing. It's not going to be common practice. If it was, there would be 10 Conor McGregor's and 10 Francis Ngannou's and 10 Nate Diaz. It's never going to be the norm in the industry, but hopefully these guys can help, uh, you know, knock down some of the barriers and allow other people to eat the way they have. Sean, what, uh, what have you made of the back and forth with Francis and John Jones since the deal was announced? I saw that you uh, commented on John and asked Francis about Across it. Across the street. What did, uh, what have you made of the, the back and forth between them uh, since this has all gone down? Well, first of all, I love it, right? Because it's a guy who's the consensus number one fighter in the world who's moved up to heavyweight. It's a guy who's the consensus best heavyweight. And now they're saying, well, maybe we could make this happen. The difficulty for me is they were, they were under the same roof for a long time, right? If John Jones really wanted that fight, he could have been beating that drum. They knew they wouldn't have refused anything, right? He's the goat. John Jones could have said at any time, I'm making my heavyweight move and I'm going to do it against Francis. And look, maybe Francis could have done the same thing. I don't want to fight anyone except for John Jones. The fact that, that now is when you take exception to the fact that this guy's calling himself the baddest man on the planet and you're saying, no, I'm the goat. All right. That's like, I get it. Talk back and forth, do whatever you want to do. But it's not like anyone was chasing that bout. It's not like John Jones was chasing that bout for the three years previous to this moment. Are you under the impression, Sean, that he is going to, I know that it's in the contract and all that, but where he's actually going to box before stepping in PFL because Brandon's a bigger boxing guy than me, but he points out Deontay Wilder doesn't have a fight lined up and uh, Tyson Fury doesn't have a fight lined up. Do you think we're actually going to see that? I do. Yes. I think that's something that um, that's the box that, that Francis wants to check. I, I think that was an obstacle uh, for other people that they, they don't want to let, you know, the cash cow mixed martial artists, the Francis Ngannou, you know, big time heavyweight. They don't want to let him, explore other goals in his life in his career and the pfl was willing to do that and i think that's a big reason why the partnership worked out so if it the timeline looks like you know end of this year very early next year i think we'll see francis boxing and then sometime maybe second quarter of 2024 we'll see francis back in the smart cage and and pursuing his mixed martial arts career uh with the pfl but you know there's a there's a lot of discussions happening for him on the boxing front and, and nothing signed yet. So we know how, how slowly the boxing world can move on occasion. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys are uh, are back with the regular season in a couple of weeks in Atlanta. Uh, what, what's what's got you really hyped up for this next run for you guys? I mean, the uh, the opportunity that that Ante Dilia has, right? He he had an injury. Uh, he's a heavyweight champion from last year. He had an injury in his, in the first half of the regular season. He's going to need a finish to earn his way into the playoffs. But what does it look like if Ante Dilia can win back to back PFL belts as a heavyweight? Right? Does that set up a matchup in 2024 between him and the newest PFL heavyweight? That could be the most lucrative fight of Ante Dilia's career. So, you know, I'm excited for what he could do. For the uninitiated, Ante is an incredibly well rounded heavyweight, judo background, but I think most importantly for people, he's a guy who's been the the number one protege of uh, Mirko Krokop now for a decade plus. He's, he's He's training with with that level of uh, a veteran and that level of experience, you know, in his corner. So really excited for Ante. I mentioned uh, Brandon Lochnane earlier, but Mavlid Haibulayev is back as well. So he looked good in his first outing. We'll see what he looks like next. And which is why it's so crazy for me that um, the PFL is, is gaining traction in the fight community and, and with fighters and fans but that is not happening more quickly because obviously I'm biased, right? They've treated, they've treated me incredibly well since the start. They continue to treat me well. I love the job that I get to do calling fights for them, but the number one gripe against every other organization in the mixed martial arts space is, Oh, you don't, you don't take care of the fighters that, you know, it's not real paydays. I'm looking at these people and they're smashing their brains out for 12 and 12 and things like that. And along comes an organization that offers anybody a million dollar opportunity. And then for the big time fighters, the Kayla Harrisons and, and Brendan Lochnane, and of course, Francis Ngannou, who we've been talking about here, like generational wealth for these people. And what's the response on Twitter? What's the response from the MMA community? Oh, why are you paying these people that much? Oh, that's a waste of money. Oh, that's what are we doing here? Can't win. Don't talk out both sides of your mouth. If you're a fan of the sport of mixed martial arts, you want to see everybody get paid. I want to see everybody in the UFC get paid. I want to see everybody in the PFL get paid. I know that in the Professional Fighters League, you can start your year with an empty bank account and end your year with $1 million. All you got to do is win four fights. That doesn't happen anywhere else. No, that definitely doesn't happen in my day job either. Sean O'Connell joining us here on Tapped Out. It's kind of funny because I was going to ask you before I got you out of here, I was going to say, are you surprised with the success? Because it feels like to me, if, I, if I'm just being honest with you, there were, feels like there were a bunch of pop-up organizations kind of happening at the same time in the last five, six, seven, ten years. And it was hard to decipher them. And they had to figure out their own niche. They had to separate themselves. And it's pretty clear, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because you're the voice of the PFL, that for whatever reason, 
whether it's spider pay or taking care of them or getting a good TV deal or having the best looking play-by-play guy or getting Francis and Ganu, bro, whatever it is, it feels like they figured it out. I think they, they have figured it out. And I give an immense amount of credit to uh, Don Davis and Pete Murray and George Greenberg and Ray Seffo and all the people that are making the decisions right at the highest levels. Like it's not a little, it's not a little engine that could start up MMA thing, right? These are big time business people with incredible broadcasting knowledge and great connections in the business world who have brought all that leverage to bear in the MMA space. So great sponsorship deals, huge broadcasting window opportunity. I mean, how long did it take for the UFC, who of course is the gold standard in this industry, how long did it take them to break through to regular cable? How long did that break through to get to the ESPN? We were, on, we were on ESPN in our second year. We're in year five right now. All of our shows this year, except for two, are going to be on main ESPN. Not even on ESPN2. We're on the big boy channel. That's why the PFL is way further ahead than a lot of these other organizations that have cropped up and died or cropped up and kind of plateaued. The vision is there, the funding is there, and they do have the best play-by-play guy man in the business. So (laughs) that really drives things forward. Give me some stock in the PFL. Sean O'Connell, thanks so much for your time, man. We always appreciate you. Thanks for having me, guys.